shoulder and bow your heads. Dear Lord, I pray that you would use Dan's message tonight to just speak to us. And I pray that we will live as people who are Christians and we can go and live that out and that people will see that in us. Thank you for this opportunity and that the edge is still going. And I pray that you would just help Dan with his message. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, all right. We're in Acts chapter 16 tonight. And um, are going to see a lot of text text tonight. A lot of it's going to explain itself and where we're going to go. Um, we're going we're gonna to talk about it. Um, the book of Acts, written by, also wrote, one of the 12. Doctors. What's so funny? Uh, it's like, y'all are seeing it before I say it. Um, a few nights ago, I was sitting at the dinner table with my my family, and um, we began to talk. And we sometimes we have crazy, just you know, just talks, and it just you don't know where it's going to go. And somehow it went to crazy people that we have worked with in the church over tw- twenty three years. Like like, and dude, we got we we have so many stories. It's unbelievable. Just some you would go, really, and it's just. It's just been amazing, uh, just to say the least. And I'd like to share about one of them a little bit. And I, I want to share a first name. No one's going to know him. It's not from this church here. We didn't talk much about this church. As a matter of fact, we talked it was about our last church, and we dealt with some crazy stuff. Uh, a guy who lived off, he gave blood, and that's how he, he made a living was he gave blood and platelets and stuff, and he rode a bike, and he just didn't want to work. <laughs> so... You don't want to work. You can make it, but it's it's it whatever. It's special. Um, so uh, I was reminded of of a, a kid who had been in my youth group, and his name was Joel. Now Joel was a a white kid. Now I've got to explain that because that's part of the story. He was a white kid. He was about twelve. His voice hadn't changed yet, and and I don't think puberty had begun to hit yet. Uh, but Joel uh, dealt with uh, what I wrote it down, so I'll get it right. He, he, I think he had a racial identity issue, and this is back in 1999. So Joel was convinced he was African, and he was from the hood in the Bronx, I think. Uh, and so Joel would, you would talk, you could go, hey, Joel, what's up? And he'd go, hey, man. And he was really trying to like, like and, I, and he'd go, he'd go, What's up? And he really just sort of just thug it out, and 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 he was a nice kid. But so I would try to talk to him. I say, "Hey, Joel, you having a good day?" He'd be like, "Yeah, man." And his voice hadn't changed yet. I mean, it's like, "Yeah, man." <laughs> and so, <laughs> and so it was just cute, but you couldn't take it to him. It really hurts feelings. And uh, so I said, "Joel, what's a?" This just describes Joel. I said, "Joel, what's a? What you, you got plans for the weekend?" I was just trying to figure out something, some sort of line to be able to talk with this kid and he said yeah man i'm going to a party i said going to a party he said yeah it's gonna be hopping or something he said man there's gonna be guns and and drugs and girls and uh so i'm looking at this 12 year old white (laughs) middle class kid going cool bro cool man (laughs) trying to keep a straight face um so and you know I tell a story because when we talked about these stories, we, we, we've had a lot of 
different youth, all sorts of youth come through our youth groups. And there's one constant thing that as I've looked through the years at, at my youth and, and youth like Joel and youth that weren't like Joel who were, weren't racially confused or I don't know what you call it, but there's a term for it nowadays, you know. Um, uh, I've had tons of kids come through the group and I've a ton. They've they've lived through everything. They've come to camp. They've even maybe walked forward at camp and spoke with me. Uh, but by the but they've left the youth group and they they've they've gone on with life, and there's never been a change within their life. And they they they've just come to church, and somehow it's just part of life that you sort of stamp this card and this is what you do. But it's never had a transform transforming effect on their life and. And, you know, I know we've had a smaller group here. It's almost more of a core core type of group we, we have here tonight. But can I tell you this? I don't want you, I don't want you to miss what God's got planned. I don't want you to miss a, um, the feeling of what forgiveness is like when you know that you've sinned and you can't fix it. And you come to Christ and he takes this weight off you that no one else can lift. And there's a burden gone that you held and you thought, I will never get rid of this. And it's gone. I want you to experience that to the point that your life has changed. And we can come to church and our parents may have make us come or we just come because that's what you're supposed to do. But can I, can I tell, tell you this? Don't let it become a game where you just come and I'm going to come for my friends and it's going to be good. And I'm going to leave here and just keep doing what I'm always doing. Because the world is going to look enticing and sweet, and it's going to be easier by far to live the way of the world. Every time you go out these doors, it's easier to live like the world says live and not live like the Word of God says live. It, it, I know it is. But understand the gift that we have in Jesus Christ and begin to give that a chance in your life. You might say, well, I've tried it, but it didn't work for me. You're not trying it the right way. Come, come talk to me about it. Come talk to somebody about it because it's that important. So we're going to be in the book of, of Acts 16, and there's like four stories or five, five, five stories, and we're, we could, I could have, ta- I could preach on this for like six weeks in Acts chapter 16. Each, each story can hold its own, and there's a lot of great truth in this, but I'm going to take Acts 16 as a whole, because there's something that's really cool in this entire story and I want you to sort of see it. And we're just going to read, read through it. There's a lot of text. So I've asked some, some youth. So give them grace as there's some weird words they're, they're going to hit. Uh, and uh, give them grace. And what we're going to do is uh, even as we, we always do, we're going to stand up just for this first set of Scripture, Acts chapter 16, verse 1 through 5. So go ahead and stand. And I, I think, um, Bianca, is that you? She's going to read this first text for us as we start out tonight. Go ahead, Bianca. Just, just go for whatever feels sort of right. Observance. You're good. The Christians that had been dispersed by the apostles were all living in Jerusalem. So, church. 
So let's pray one more time together. Dear God, we thank you so much for your word. Chance to read your word tonight. Lord, I just ask that, that, that first that you will be here uh, that, and that you'll even right now prepare our hearts to hear, hear you um, and respond to you. Lord, may we uh, encounter you and, and never leave the same. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. All right, everybody sit, sit down. Okay, um, anybody here seen like the movie Wonder Woman or who has seen the, the first Captain America that came out? All right, we would call those origin stories, right? It sort of tell, tells you where they came from. It's sort of the first story about how, how Captain came into his, his, his uh, pa- powers. He, uh, he went in there and he looked like the, a few of the youth in our youth group. I won't say who, when he went into that tank and he came out and looked more like me. Um, so, so we see, no, no joke in that part. Um, and so we see these stories uh, that we go, oh, that's how it came to be. And, um, and so right here in this text, we see in what I would call an origin story about who? Timothy. Okay. Now, very good. Now, uh, what two letters does Paul write to Timothy? First and second, Timothy. Okay, very good. Trick, trick question. That was good. Um, and how does Paul feel about Tim- Timothy? Thinks of him as a son. Thank you, Bianca. Anybody else getting this or remembering this? Have we been in this book before? Yes. We have been. And we've actually, when I first preached that book, we, we were in this text in Acts 16 where we are right now. So um, he's got a mother who is what? Jewish. Jewish. And a father who is Greek. And what does that make him? A Jewish Greek kid, right? It's called a what? Do you all remember the term? What? Momser, M-O-M-S-E-R. He's a momser. Now, it's not good. It was derogatory in that day for you to be called a momser. Now, don't start to use that as a replacement word for, like, I'm trying to, well, it's a better word than some words that you could say, but don't use it for, like, a cuss word. But but it, it, was, it was a term that meant half-blood, um, that he's half-Jewish, half-Greek, and that means, and what it meant was, hey, hey, you're just not good enough. You're not good enough. You're you're sort of an outcast, and you're not very important. So, so this is what this is the text where we learn about this. But he, he's his mom and his grandmother teach, teach him about the Lord. He comes to know the Lord. It could be th- through Paul as well. It, it seems like there's a strong relationship with Paul. And at this point, Paul calls him uh, to go and travel with him. But because he's a half Jew and half Greek. Uh, Timothy, at an older age, is circumcised. We won't even go into that, but it was very pain, pain, painful, but he was will, willing to do it um, to um, be a good a, example uh, to those uh, around him. Now, um, my whole point in this story, I want you to just see this part of the text because we're going to see this over and over. We see through Paul, God intervenes in the life of Timothy. What does he say? He goes to him and says, hey, I want you to go with me. And what is it? Does it say, let me, does the text say, well, let me pray about it. Let me think about it. No, the text says that he goes. And from then on out, he's with them until, until God's got an, another place for him. So through Paul, God intervenes in the life of, of Timothy, and he, he is forever changed. Okay, now that's, that's, that's a theme we're going to see throughout Acts 16. God moves 
the person is forever changed. Now, we're going to jump to Acts 16, 11 through 15. We're going to skip some text because there's just a lot of text here tonight. So, um, Kelsey, do you have that? Okay, so just, just uh, read and y'all just follow along as she reads 11 through 15. Okay, so what, what do we see here? We see a woman in this text named what? Lydia. What a beautiful name. What a, we have a Lydia here. And um, she is a wealthy woman, it says, because she says that she's a seller of, of, of this fine purple cloth and goods. And so if it was dyed in that color, it would be of worth. It, it, and so we know that she has wealth, but we also know that she fears God. But look what, what it says in the text. It says, God opened her heart to pay attention to what Paul was saying. God moved in her, and we see her responding. Um, But we see Paul speaking. See, God moves, but but he does use Paul. That's why it's so important wherever we, we go, when there's a chance to bring up Christ and the gospel, we do it. Because we, we, we never know where God's at work, where God is moving. And there's been times I've been, the least times I expected God to move is really usually the time that he has. So don't just, don't talk yourself out of saying, bringing up the gospel. But in the story, we see God moves, Paul speaks, Lydia responds, and, and through the rest of the text, we see she is forever changed. Okay, so there's something occurring here where they encounter Christ, they encounter God, and they're forever changed. They don't leave the same way. We're going to jump to Acts, uh, just the next verse, 16 through 19. And Silas, you've got that. Go ahead. Good. That was good. Okay, this time we have a, a girl with no name, a slave girl who is possessed. And she's got the gift of divination uh, from an evil spirit, it says. And, and what this, this does is, is, is it helps her to, to give fortune telling and, and deceive people and some stuff like that. And she's, she's those that, that 
own her, use her to make money. They're, and so she's going around speaking the truth to this crowd, saying these men are the these men are are servants of the Most High God who proclaims to you the way of salvation. Now she's speaking the truth, but she's she's annoying. She won't shut up. She's just saying it all the time. He's sick of it. Have you ever known someone that was annoying and just would not shut up? And you just want to bet to back it. Don't point at people. Because when you point at someone, there's four fingers pointing back at you. Right? Um, now, we've all known that. And we're just like, shut it. Like, my wife has gotten fed up with me at times. And, and, and she's, she's, she's not said shut, well, shut up at me a couple of times. But it's been more like, shut it your face right now. You know, because you want to say shut up, but you're trying to keep it in, which, which we've done. So, um, I love you, babe. Um, so, Paul is annoyed. Paul is not even acting, it seems like, in a, in like a being moved of God. He's just going, in the name of Jesus Christ, shut up! Right? And the demons cast out of her. We don't know. And, and, and those that, that owned the slave girl and used her, owned her and used her, are ticked off. So, they drag Paul and and, uh, and and who is he with? So, 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 Silas. Silas. Look at that. They they drag them uh, to the rulers of, of the town to be beaten and whatnot. Now this is what we we see in this story. A girl is possessed without hope. Paul gets annoyed, rebukes the evil spirit uh, in the name of of of. Of, of, of Jesus, and the girl is forever changed. We don't know anything else that occurs to this girl, but we know that the, that, that the Spirit of God changed her right then, where she had had the spirit, uh, an evil spirit in her, and, the, and, and he made that through the name of Jesus Christ, the evil spirit go. She was forever changed in the story. Now, Acts chapter 16, we've got a long chunk right here. Noah, you got that one? So uh, let's jump to this story, Acts chapter 16. Paul and, and, and Silas ha, have been beaten. Silas, I'm sorry, you've been beaten in the story. And, and, and uh, they've been thrown in jail. And just like you or I would do, uh, if we were thrown in jail, we would be singing hymns and praise songs to God around midnight. So that's where we come into the story right here. So let's take a look, verse 25 through 34. All right, these are the rules of the, of the day. If you are in charge in a jail and the prisoners escape out of a prison cell where they're, it's locked closed and they're shack, 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 shackled up and you're not like beaten to death by some, somebody else, but you just fell asleep on the job, the penalty for, for that 
um, in many times was death. Pretty, pretty, pretty tough job to have. And we see in the story, he, he's asleep, uh, and they're singing. Earthquake comes, ma- makes them all loose and free, but they stay within their cell. He doesn't know that. He just sees the cell door wide open. He, he goes to kill himself because he has lost all hope. And right before he does, Paul cries out, man, don't harm yourself. We're all still right here. At that point, he, he, I love the story, he called for lights, and he rushed in, and trembling with fear, he fell down before Paul and Silas, and he brought them out and said, sirs, what must I do to be saved? He's heard them, them singing. He sees them freed, but they're obediently staying right there, and he's so grateful, and something inside him clicks, going, these guys know what's going on. God does a movement in his heart. And what's cool in the story is that after they share Jesus with this man, what does he do? He takes them out of prison and he washes their wounds. Don't miss that part of the story. He, he begins to take care of them. He's grateful to them, begins to take care of them. He's baptized with his entire fam, 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 family and they feast together and rejoice. So they, they have a meal. So in this story, we see Paul sing, God move. Jailer freaks. Paul testifies. Jailer and his family forever changed. So what's the theme we've seen in all these stories? Two words. What would they be? For Forever changed. Why, why are they? Because they've all encountered the gospel. And what's occurred? They're forever changed by it. Now, there's a little bit more scripture just to close out the stories here. So, um, and it jumps off right where we left off. So who's got this? Lydia, go ahead. Thank you. You know, what's interesting here in the story is um, the next day comes, uh, those that feed him and put him in jail goes, hey, go ahead and let the, those guys go, go free. Now, they didn't know, uh, or they may not have known that Paul was a Roman c- citizen, and, and there were rights that Roman c- c- citizens had uh, where they had to be tried in a certain way, and you had to treat them a certain way. So Paul says, man, they beat us, now they're going to allow us to go, but um, tell them they, they've got to come let us out themselves. We're not going to leave until they come and let us out. And so, the, you know, what's, what's funny in the story is they come and apologize to them, and they take him out and they ask him to leave the, the city. Then Paul goes out, and he goes back, and, and, and he goes to visit who? A Lydia, one who has been forever changed. And he goes also, it says, uh, and, and when they had seen the brothers, we don't know who that is. That could be the the jail, jailer could be fam, family. It's just those that believe. 
They encouraged them and departed. So just don't, don't miss this. In this Acts chapter 16, Timothy is a momser, which means an outcast. And the, go- the go- gospel gr- gr- greets him where he's at, and he's forever changed. Lyd- Lydia, a, a wealthy, God-fearing woman, woman, nothing like Tim- Timothy. Two different worlds they come from. The gospel comes into her life. She's forever changed. There's a possessed slave girl, nothing like, like Timothy, nothing like Lyd- Lydia. Three different worlds, the gospel, the good news of the power of the name of Jesus Christ comes. She's forever changed. The the jailer in a dead-end job who's about to take his own life, the gospel comes. He's forever changed. Nothing like like, like Timothy, nothing like Lydia, nothing like the slave girl. What I love in this Acts chapter 16, and don't miss this, the gospel meets everybody. Everybody. It doesn't care what they look like, how they act, what type of youth I've had who who thinks he's a thug and he's 11 and his pants can't stay on his rear end. You know, it, it doesn't matter if you're a, pre- a preppy, an athlete. It doesn't matter if you're popular or not. We all need the gospel. We all need to be forever changed. So there's one way I want to end this tonight, and that's with a video that I have, and it's a skit guys one. And this is what it deals with. It asks the the question, what keeps you from following God? And my question for you, for some of you, what keeps you from being forever forever changed by the gospel. Uh, so t- t- take a look at, at the end. And maybe tonight you're looking at your life and you're going, you know what? There are things that keep you from following God. Scripture says that we're going to be fully devoted followers of Christ. That's, that's huge. So tonight, what are some of those things that keep you from following God? If you were to look at it, maybe it's the way you procrastinate the big things and even the small things in your life. <laughs> Marty, give me a smoke, Marty. Give me a smoke. There you go. I just need one. I just need one. I just need one. Just give me that. Yeah, just that, that, one, that one right there is good. All right. Watch this. I've been doing this since high school. Watch this. Watch this. Smoke rings, Marty. Smoke rings. I still got it, huh? Watch this. Oh, yeah. I tell you, every year since we were kids, we was going to say we're going to change the big things and even the small things in our life, but we never do. I say we're not too late. I say let's change today. How about tomorrow? Okay. What keeps you from following God? Maybe, maybe it's just your fear. Grandpa? Uh, yes, Billy, what is it? Grandpa, 
Yes? Um, I got some questions, Grandpa. Oh, uh, you shoot, grandson. Okay, um, Grandpa, why, 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 why is it snow? Well, um, let's see. That's, that's when the angels are shampooing their hair. Okay, um, why is it rain? Uh, that's when they're rinsing their hair. Okay. Why is it thunder? Oh, that means they had chalupas for dinner the night before. Okay. Why? Why do pretty people marry ugly people? <laughs> that's simple, because love is blind, Billy. Yeah. Well, if love is blind, why is lingerie so popular? <laughs> Don't go there. Huh? Don't go there. Okay. No, sir. Hey, Grandpa? Yes, Billy? Why? Why do those planes have to hit those buildings and, um... All those people dying, if God loves everybody, I get afraid as I grow up the bad things are going to happen. And I get afraid what, what? Now you listen. Your old grandpa, he'll tell you stories, but what I'm about to tell you is the truth, and don't you forget it. Since the beginning of time, good and evil have been battling it out. But I've read the book all the way to the end. And in the end, Billy, God wins. God wins in the end. What keeps you from following God? Maybe it's the way you rationalize your lifestyle. Hey, Dad. Yeah. Hey, listen. Um, my, ooh, yeah. uh, those aren't mine. These aren't yours right no, here? Uh, uh, okay. No. Okay, all right. Uh, you can put them in here. All right, okay. All right, sure. Okay, yeah, okay. What's up? Uh, yeah, my buddies are going to see that movie you and I have been talking about. Oh, yeah, okay, okay, okay. Yeah. Before you say anything, okay? Mm -hmm. Okay, okay. I know that there is some violence in the movie, okay? Yeah, yeah we but, talked about it. But it's just a little bit of violence. It's just a little bit, right? Yeah. And I know it's not real. Okay, it's not real. Okay. Okay. And and I know that there's some cussing in it, okay? I know mm -hmm. there's some cussing in it, but but it's just it's just a little bit of cussing, right? Right? And I know it's not real. Okay, okay. Uh, and there's some nudity in it. Um but it's just a little bit of nudity, okay? Sure. And um, I know it's not real. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, she's thinking, I mean, my, the guys are going to see it. Should I go see it with them? Okay. I knew you wouldn't. What? <laughs> okay. Well, no, you did it. Yeah, yeah, Oh, I did. no, you did it. <laughs> yeah, I did, yes. <laughs> you were the coolest dad. You rock. <laughs> okay. Wait, wait, wait. Before you go, I, yeah. I have something for you. Yeah. Yeah. Um... I made you one of my famous chocolate brownies with the chocolate frosting on top. Oh, my. Yeah. Yeah. These are my favorite. Yeah, I know. You made it for me? I made it for you, son. <laughs> this is the best day in the whole world. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. Okay, I'm going to take it easy. No, 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 I want you to do it now. Huh? I want you to do it now before you go to the movies. You're kind of weirding me out. No, I'm not trying to. Just go ahead. Okay. Yeah, it has uh, eggs, butter, oh, flour. Bye. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's so good. Yeah, cocoa, everything, oh. chocolate frosting on top. Yeah. But I but I added something this time. I just added something a little bit, but just a little bit of something else to it. It tastes a little different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it shouldn't ruin the whole batch, just a little bit of something. With powdered sugar? No, it's not powdered sugar, no. Is it all spice? No, it's not all not all spice, uh-uh. Paprika? <laughs> no, not paprika, huh? What is it? Well, it's dog poop. Dog poop. Just a little bit, son. It's just a little bit. <laughs> it is dog poop. Mm. Is it from the big dog or the little dog? That's uh, from the little dog. Whew, that's a load off. <laughs> but, but son, it's just a little bit. No, no, no. But it's not real. It's not real. No, no. It's real. All right. Yeah, it's real.
The sun is just a little bit. It shouldn't ruin the whole batch. Just a little bit. I get it. I get it, okay? I, no, I get it, okay? What? Yeah, yeah. Next time you don't want me to go see a movie, okay? Just a little bit. Just a little bit. <laughs> what? Just tell me you don't want me to see the movie. Don't feed me poop brownies, okay? <laughs> yeah. You know what? You know what? I don't even want to go see the stupid movie now, okay? I just want to go get something to drink. All right. That better be lemonade in the refrigerator. What keeps you from following God? Bottom line, maybe it's just you. Hey, man, where you been? Huh? Where you been? Have you been trying to call me or something? Yeah. I've been at church, youth group, that whole thing. Ah, oh, dude, that's right. I forgot yeah. you go to that. Yeah. Well. Dude, you know what? I, I want to go with you next time. I've been thinking about going. You want to go to church with me? Yeah. I've invited you. I don't know how many times youth group, and you never want to go. You're to, like a total atheist. Oh, no, 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 no. It's not that. It's like there's some hot chicks at your church, dude. Okay. I mean, hot. All right. But there, there, there's more. There's more to going to youth group besides girls. Shut up. I'm serious. Dude, how many emails did you get just this week? Five, but that's okay, besides right the point. There. Okay, okay look, that's look, what I'm, I'm saying, I'm all right? I'm telling you, besides the point. What do you mean there's more to it than that? God shows up. What? God shows up. How do you, how do you know God shows up? I, I mean, like what? Like, like big white limo pulls up, you know, the door opens, smoke comes out. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, God is in his house. Bless you, bless you, peace. You know, I mean, no, what? No. I mean, you know. No, no, like, like, God shows up. It's like a, like a microwave. You don't know how it works, but it works. And God, same way, you can't explain how God works, no, but you know it works. No, 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 dude. What? That's your problem. What? Don't, don't tell me it's this whole, like, it's like a microwave and you don't know how it works. I mean, I can, I can go get a manual to a microwave and read it. And I can tell you how a microwave works. But you're going on this whole, oh, I feel it, and I just don't know how to explain no, it. No, no, no. Okay, okay. Right, right, right here. Right here. Manual, right here. Your Bible? Yeah, manual. Uh, okay, then show me. Show me. Show you what? If this is your manual, then show me how you know God shows up. All right. Um, well, like you got uh, First Corinthians, um, okay, Romans... John 316. No, 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 no. Don't, don't throw John 316 at me, okay? Well, you're putting me on the spot here, no, okay? I'm, dude, I'm... You, that's, that's, not a, that's not a manual for you. That, that's a trophy. It is not. Yeah, that's no, for you not. to carry around. Go look at me. I'm going to church. It's this, not you either. You know what? No. No, 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 no. Okay, you know what? This, this whole thing is a joke. It's not okay? a joke, all right? No. Just because you put me on the spot doesn't mean it's a joke. No, it's not that. Christianity as a whole is a joke. It's not. How, when did Christianity become a joke? Uh, I'll tell you when. When Christians quit acting like they're supposed Christ. That's when Christianity became a joke. Look, it's, 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 it's not a big deal. It is a big deal because you're putting me on the spot. No. I don't want to answer you, okay? Dude, it's I'm not a big deal. I don't know how to answer Wait, you here. It's not a big deal, okay? Look, there's only one difference between you and me, right? There's a huge difference. No, no, you the and difference me. is you believe that there's a God and I don't. That's huge, the only difference. That's a huge difference. Dude, it's not. You let anybody else watch our lives, okay? And, and they're not going to see anything else that's different. And you know what that means? That means that if we die, and, and let's say you're right, and we're standing before your God, he's going to look at me and go, you know what, you acted like him. You know what, since he's a loving God, he'll let me into heaven, right? And, and if I'm right, no big deal. So you lost some sleep on Sunday mornings. No big whoop. No, it's, it's not a big deal because, see, this is the greatest part. What this means, since we're the same, is that if you, Mr. Go to church and everything, if you're okay, then that means me, Mr. Um, How's your mom put it? Uh, 
Yeah, going to hell in a handbasket. Yeah, that means I'm okay. If you're okay, then I'm okay. Now look, are you going to argue with me about no, this? I don't, I don't want to argue with you. All right. It's okay. And the sad part about it is we think it's okay. We live complacent lives. We rationalize our lifestyle. We fear things. And we put off what we need to do today. What keeps you from following God? Bottom line, maybe it is you. <laughs>